Ladies rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. Oh my this is so nice to be in person to see you across the I love the it desk. every time. Like I said, I almost brought my microphone, but we all the equipment is here. It's so nice. Here, you're not over Zoom. You're right in front of me. Seamless. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Our store is also still out of commission for the moment, but it'll be back soon. You can email us info at gallerypodcast.com. We've gotten some good guest recommendations for this year, but we'd love to hear more. So please keep sending those in. Rachel, lots of royal news this week. What are we talking about today? I know, Roberta. I felt like just in the – we talk so frequently, and I went to bed at midnight last night. The news that broke in like six hours, the Sussexes last stepped night, out. Last night, was a big night. We're talking more about the whales is in Wales. We have so many updates. We're talking the coronation updates. We know what Camilla is going to be wearing. There's a lot going on. But yeah, a lot broke overnight, and I feel a little royal whiplash this morning. Yeah, it was like a couple quiet weeks, and now we're back full throttle. But of course, and because we're in person, we always leave time for a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. And this is a special one because we're sipping something that I had never heard of before, but we actually got pitched this. It's pink Aperol spritz. So right up our alley, of course, with Royally Obsessed branding being pink. And it's called Ramazzotti. It's Aperitivo Rosado, so you can get it wherever you get Aperol. I'm adding the little ice jingling so you guys can hear it. It's delicious. We mix this up before we hit record, and it's just Prosecco and this, and I'm going to take a sip right now. It's so refreshing. It's also kind of one of those drinks that you could drink really fast and not notice it, and I'm like, we have a full work day ahead, so I'm going to ease through I think (laughs) I might switch out my typical Aperol for this now because this is hibiscus and orange blossom are the flavors. It's so light and perfect. I really enjoy it. It's delicious, and it really looks beautiful in a cup. Like You you know with the Aperol spritz, you get that bright orange. Well, this is perfect because it's bright pink, so really fun. I just want to say while we're sipping, we need to pour one out for the talent booker of the coronation. (laughs) Pour one out for this poor person who cannot secure the talent. What is going on? The concert. Oh my gosh. All the reports are saying that they cannot get anyone to say yes. And I was thinking back, Rachel, we talked about this to last year when they were planning the Jubilee concert and they had just secured George Ezra this week last year. And now we haven't had anyone confirmed yet. I know. I mean, the reports are that Harry Styles said no, Adele said no, Spice Girls are a no, which would be such which a is bummer. devastating. Oh my gosh, I really was holding on to that one. I one of the reports that Elton John had said no, but I was like, there's no way they asked. This man sang a song, a custom written song at Diana's funeral. There's no way they asked yeah. him. Well, he changed out the words, but yes, it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly, but he's exactly. like best friends with Diana. There's and no yeah, way. I totally agree. Um, I was going to say just total tangent, but I feel like while we're cheersing, and this is not royal related, but I realized this morning that today is my 15-year anniversary of living in New York City. <gasps> and I felt like that is a huge milestone and one that I never expected to achieve. So I just- Cheers, I'm Rachel. Myself. Happy I'm anniversary. Very, it's the anniversary I hold the most near and dear. I know that I'm married. I know that I have other anniversaries to celebrate, but- the New York one means the most to me. Isn't 10 years means you're an official New Yorker? I think there's a lot of varied discussion. I've heard seven. I've heard like the minute you can take the subway without using an app and you can make all the transfers. I think people define it a lot of unique ways for themselves. I made it to six. So 15 is amazing. That's that's big. I feel like that counts. Six is a lot. Anyways, total tangent. Let's move on. Happy anniversary. Cheers, cheers. Listener email. Should we go to that? Yeah, let's get into it. So we got this great note from Sonia to let us know that she's listened to Spare twice in audiobook form, but she also was gifted a hard copy of the book from a friend 
because she got a recent promotion. So I wanted to add, congrats, Sonia. That's great news. She says her thoughts on Spare, that she thought Harry did a great job writing it and that she will be less gullible to believe what others have written about him. She was perplexed by what he said about Paul Burel as she found Paul's thoughts in his book to be poignant and introspective. She also recently reread Patrick Jeffson's book and Ken Worf's too. And she says, while Harry calls out in spare that he didn't cry at all over Diana's passing until many years later with Cressida, one of these books says that Harry broke down in tears when his mother's casket passed him in the church. Who does one believe? I just always think about that J.R. Moringer tweet where he talked about memoir versus fact and kind of how the lines get blurry. It was on his Twitter account. I think that it's hard. You know, that's the kind of beauty of memoir, too. This final thought from Sonia is what I wanted to really include here. She said, Harry should be praised and applauded for doing what had to be done to keep his family safe and for their mental health. I hope they pass on Chuck's quarry as too much attention will be focused on every move and sound they make and each one will be wrong. Stay home and watch it at Ellen and Portia's. The food and company will be better and ripped jeans admired. I thought that was very, that visual is so specific and fun. Doesn't that feel like that's all you want to hear is to be like, just stay home and watch it at home. Like the, yeah. any football game. I'm like, it's so much better to just watch it in the comfort of Make your, your own home. big lunch. Yeah. yeah. I will add, you guys, if you're continuing to have spare reactions, you're just reading it. I know a lot of people have library wait lists. Elizabeth Holmes really illuminated yeah. us to that. I think send us your comments. I think this is something we're going to be talking about for months and months and months, and we would love your feedback. And even second and third reads like Sonia, it's just fascinating to see what jumps out. Yeah. All right. This week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Harry and Meghan were at the NAACP Image Awards last year around this time. It was February 26, 2022, and they were accepting the award's most prestigious award, the President's Award. And here's a clip from their acceptance speech. We are so deeply humbled to be here in the company of so many illustrious awardees. Before I begin, we would like to acknowledge the people of Ukraine who urgently need our continued support as a global community. And I also echo the immense gratitude for tonight, both for this award and to this community for welcoming me with uh, so warmly. Even though it was only a year ago, it feels like a lifetime ago. We saw Megan in that gorgeous ombre blue dress. A shout out to Ukraine in that speech. The dress was by Christopher John Rogers. Also, Doria, a guest of honor. So wonderful to see them. And I think because we hadn't seen them in so long, their appearances were so few and far between. It was a real great surprise. Yeah. And so they announced last year's award ceremony that they would be starting this NAACP Archwell Award, the Digital Civil Rights Award. And they gave it away this year to Nabiba Syed, a media lawyer and the CEO of the digital journalism nonprofit, The Markup. They released a statement about that. It's a $100,000 award from Archwell. So Exciting news. They didn't make it to the ceremony this year, which is a bummer to not see them on the red carpet, of course. Yeah. But still, the Oscars are coming up. We might yes. see the Met Gala. I really have faith. I have faith that we will I see hope, them there. I hope. Honorable mention this week in royal history goes to Sir Timothy Lawrence. You know I have a soft spot for him, Rachel. Always. Princess, I love your love of Sir Tim. <laughs> Princess Anne's second husband. Reminder, it's his 68th birthday this week. He was born March 1st, 1955. But because of Harry and Meghan this week in royal history, I wanted to get into some Sussex updates really quickly because although we didn't see them on the red carpet for those awards, we did get a glimpse of their date night last night, a double date night 
a night out, seeing Megan for the first time since Spare came out. I feel like it's just been forever. It was such a breath of fresh air to see her. I also just want to know, has anyone ID'd that coat? I, oh, that's what I've been Googling gorgeous. and refreshing all night this morning. I don't see an ID yet, but I want that coat. I'm sure I can't afford that coat. I'll feel sad when I see the price of that coat, but maybe not. And there's hope <laughs> we'll there. Find I just think it looks so gorgeous. And also the leather pants. Like, I just it's an outfit I would love to replicate. I know. And so simple and yet elevated and elegant. We also saw her just kind of a surprise appearance in this Clever Blends video that they released, noting that she was their first investor and it's made a huge difference for that brand, which is incredible. Prince Harry has a book event coming up. Rachel, I know you're going to it. I bought my ticket. I feel conflicted about it because, like I said, I already have a copy of the book. And I the fact that you have to buy the copy of the book to attend this event just was a little bit of a harder pill to swallow for me for this. But it does seem really interesting. It's live. We can't, you know, there's no recording. No. It doesn't sound, and I'm sure someone will leak it is kind of my thought. What do you think about that? I, I'm we on can't. the fence still about going because I know that although you're going to see it and tell me everything that's happened, I still kind of want to see him for myself. And they're talking about really heavy topics. So Dr. Gabor Matei is going to be talking with Harry. And you can submit questions. Rachel, what did you submit as a well, question? Well, yeah, so I think that that's the thing is, like, he's such an expert in trauma and stress. And so when you register to go, if anyone hasn't yet, you have the opportunity to submit a question for Harry. And so I almost left it blank, Roberta, but then I was like, you would be mad if I left it oh, blank. Oh, you can't. You yes. have to submit a question. So I took a screenshot because I thought you might ask of what I what I thought of. And I feel kind of self-conscious sharing it, but if it gets asked, it would be exciting. I, I thought it could be interesting to ask him if he believes that his brother, Prince William, has the potential to lead the charge with the modern monarchy. Because mm. remember how that was a question posed to Diana, like, is Charles fit to be king? I'm right. curious to hear what Harry would say about oh, that. Oh, that's a great question, Is it? Rachel. I hope I so. really hope they ask it. I <laughs> it feel like, like anything, a lot of pressure yeah, of what he might want to talk about. related to, like, specific members, they might not. But I think that's a great question, and I hope that they ask him. Yeah. We saw Harry last night, too, on Colbert. They actually aired this unaired portion of the interview he did in January. It's called The Colbert Questionnaire. And it was really wonderful. Here's a little clip of that conversation. Describe the rest of your life in five words. Uh, five separate words or a sentence? <laughs> either way, that's interesting. No one's ever asked that before. You could either do it like sort of a, a pastiche of these five words or, or, of, or a meaningful sentence to you. That's more, that's more than five, man. Freedom. Happiness. Clarity. Space. Love. You are known. I just watched this next to you because I was watching it up to the 11th hour with recording and I was laughing out loud the whole time. I think Harry what was your favorite part? Just so charming. I so I loved a lot of it, but I think as much as I loved Harry, I just love Stephen Colbert. And when he talked to Harry about how his wife loves the royal family, He's an I know. And, and I thought of all was of like, us. Loves actually. all your family, yeah. and then she was talking about how he was reading it, being like, "Get him, Harry!" Yeah. I thought that was so funny. I know, I know. Also, I also, what number am I thinking of? That question. I mean, this is all about Stephen Colbert, but I thought that was so. And hilarious. the romanticness of it. I mean, Harry said his favorite smell is his wife. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's but so how sweet. is someone not memeing the part where he goes? Like the cat, you know, when he chooses dogs. I thought that was so funny. Oh, it's going to be out there. It's yes. going to be on the internet. Okay, speaking of 11th Hour Rachel, this news that they have been evicted from Frogmore by... 
King Charles was just announced right before recording. And this is huge. I mean, they're getting kicked out. They've paid the rent on this place. They've paid back the money for the restorations. And now the reports, and Omid has kind of confirmed it from his point of view as well, that they will be kicked out so that Prince Andrew can live there. What What are your thoughts here? I was so stunned. I, I saw it last night. Like I said, I was catching up really late night on the royal news at like that broke at midnight. And I really thought it was fake. And then when I saw Omid Scobie confirming it, I was just totally stunned. And I saw that they have until summer to vacate. Originally, the report said just a few weeks. And I don't think Andrew has even really accepted the keys. But, no. but for me, I think it just kind of is the final nail in the coffin that they might not go to the coronation because now this is the last spot that they could be secure. It's their safe haven, yeah, because it's protected by this special royal security, the Met Police. They have um, a special protection for, obviously, Windsor Castle in this area, too, which is on the grounds of Windsor. And so it does feel like until they can get their security issues resolved, which are still unresolved in litigation, that they won't be able to even go over to the UK without feeling not without feeling safe. So I do think it's interesting, though, that the news of this, so it said that King Charles told them that they were evicted right after the memoir came out. So it's been a while. It's been over a month. So they've known about it. But then to step out for date night with all smiles, looking so fresh and happy, the timing of it, they must have known that this would be coming out But didn't also in Omid's report, uh, column about it. He said they were stunned. So that's where I'm kind of confused about the timeline. Yeah. I will also say that it makes my optimism about King Charles wane a bit. Like, I really think that this is a something that didn't have to happen and is just a bad look for him. Right. So I'm a little, I'm super disappointed. I think that I, I'm curious what, it's probably the Camilla stuff. I don't know, but yeah. it just feels so harsh and the headlines around it feel so harsh. And I'm disappointed. I And I kind of, I agree with the fact that Andrew should vacate Royal Lodge. I think well, he, he should, can't afford it anymore because Charles is also removing a lot of his funding. Yeah, and he he has a you know a thirty bedroom lodge. Like, why does he he still live in Royal Lodge? But there's so many other places it feels like that he could live. We just got that news that Fergie has an apartment in Belgravia that she's going to give to Eugenie and Beatrice when she passes. So I just think that it's weird that there's no other place for him to live other than Frogmore. It's there's more questions than answers on this. And that was just a great opportunity to mention. I still can't believe we're seeing Fergie next week. And we've gotten more intel on that. I think it's the editor in chief of Glamour that's interviewing her, a fellow redhead. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Roros, write us if you're going to be there. All right. I'm done with my Sussex updates. Let's get into the Waleses. All right. The Waleses are in Wales and Windsor this week. This is all to mark St. David's Day, their first time celebrating the holiday as the Prince and Princess of Wales, which is a really big deal and kind of special. The highlights still are kind of all over the map for me, and and forgive me for jumping around. Kate on a spin bike. Can we talk about that, Roberta? This was my <laughs> highlight of the week for sure. We got a comment that was like, what is Kate's name on the leaderboard? And I Yes, laughed. yes. That's I all it. I want to know. But she definitely owned, like you saw William next to her. Kate, when she was told you got to pedal real hard for 45 seconds, she's wearing a skirt from Zara that was gorgeous and heels, and she just boots. I know. And did you see that she kept turning up the resistance? She said, can I make it harder? I was like, this is the person in spin class that you absolutely hate. Hate. <laughs> They're on top of the leaderboard. That, but she's just so competitive and I love it. I also will add, I loved this look. I think people were, again, very mixed. And I don't know how you felt where it was like that really stunning white coat. I want to invest in all the turtlenecks thanks to Kate adding it to kind of her new uniform. I just thought it was really striking. And then you only had the yellow flower. And the fact that she didn't change throughout the day for a number 
number of appearances was really, really cool. But yeah, I I'm a big that. houndstooth fan too. So I'm glad to see it and come back. Eugenie wore it too. I thought there was like, did you see that? She yeah, and at the rugby match, she wore houndstooth. It's like definitely a, a theme. And I would love to see how this uniform evolves for, you know, summer and the warmer months when you can't wear a turtleneck. What's what's her next move? So I totally agree. I also thought this was interesting and worth calling out that when they were in Wales yesterday, there was a real notable acknowledgement of the shift from it being a listen and learn event to a community impact day, which it seems to be a new model for Kate and William specifically, not for the royals, but for them. And I think that it really shows exactly how they're helping, which has been a lot of the negativity directed at them, where it seems like they show up, they're like, we're here, photo up, hi, bye. This, we got a lot more information about how they are giving funds from the Royal Foundation. They were working on a garden project, and it's a therapy garden. There'll be six additional ones. They're connecting them with local and national organizations to help with the building and the tools and the supplies. And again, the funding. I think just that information is so impactful. You know, it's yeah. nice to kind of understand a little bit more context about how they're making a difference. And what they can do that's practical and that feels like they actually, like you said, yeah, they're really making a difference in the community and giving back. And that's what I think Shaping Up needs to show. And mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't seen that yet. So hopefully we will in the future. Yeah, but it also shows they're listening to the feedback. True. Important. You got to take that con- constructive criticism, I feel. Maybe their new team is influential in that. Last thing I wanted to mention, because I also thought this occasion was really special, was William's first visit with the Welsh Guards in Windsor. This is the first time we're seeing him do the ceremonial role as the colonel of the Welsh Guards. I love, I know we're going to talk about Kate's fashion, but I love that gray uniform on him. I think it's so striking. Then you had Kate's red coat, which I think was, everyone's kind of debating, was it a rewear or not? I don't think it, I'm not sure. Were the buttons removed? Yeah, but the. The hat is what really struck me and the gloves because the yes. gloves were everywhere from that same parade that she first went to with William. In 2006, like, right? Yeah, so long ago. When and they were just dating. I love that. I love that she had the same color scheme, the same kind of structural features of the hat too were kind of echoed in what she wore. So it, it was really a nice callback and throwback. I really was kind of interested in learning more about the symbolic leaks that Kate distributed and just understanding that they're a Welsh symbol worn so that during the Battle of Saxon, the soldiers could identify each other. I think that that's a really interesting Because fact. they all had like a big leak on them. I know. I wonder if they smell like onions. Do you? I know. Did I you have no idea. I, I don't know if they're real or not. It's a, it's a big question. I also was thinking like, okay, not this is a little off topic, Rachel, but it's just funny. Like they're pinning like they ha- like William has a leak on his hat and Kate has like two leaks. She's wearing the Queen's leak brooch. Oh, which yes. Is really I didn't famous. mention that. Yeah. But I feel like she had also that big leak on her as well. But I was thinking of like leaks from the palace. And I was like, they're really spelling it out for us right here, aren't they? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, leaks, leaks. So I don't right. know. It's yeah. like a pun. She also know. had those earrings from William. Maybe she listens to the podcast because remember we were talking. We want to see more from her personal jewelry I collection. I like to think she listens. Can you just I'm not trying to extend this longer than it should go, but I want to know about the disposable camera at the rugby match because that was kind of a fun Oh, one of the players brought it and I loved this because he got some really fun behind the scenes shots of Kate. She's totally caught off guard in one of them. Her eyes are closed for a flash. She's all of us, obviously. Um, And she's like walking towards him in one and and 
my friend recently at her wedding had disposable cameras on every table, and I want to bring back the disposable camera. This is my goal for this year is to always have one and just always take pictures with it and get them developed. I agree. I was actually going to ask you, did you use disposable cameras a lot growing up? Oh, oh all the time. Yeah. I have envelopes and envelopes and envelopes of those, you know, the one-hour development of Walgreens, like oh, orange yeah. envelopes the in negatives. my room and like, yeah. yeah, in boxes and stuff. And going through them is is fun, but also so embarrassing. <laughs> I know. I put the surprise factor, truly, yeah. where you don't know what, what it's going to be. Exactly. I just love it all. All right. Our Corey Corner. Welcome TM, back. trademarked. Trademark. <laughs> A couple of few things, which I'll run through really quickly, but then we can talk about whatever we want in more depth. But we do have the announcement that Queen Camilla's title will be dropping the consort after the coronation. I mean, that's a pretty big deal since Queen Elizabeth pretty vividly spelled out that she wanted Queen Consort as Camilla's title. So is that a departure from Queen Elizabeth's wishes? We're not sure. Uh, We also got this notice that Camilla's grandkids might take part in the coronation and have a special role in that. I don't know how you feel. That's like a, a blended family kind of, and she's really fond of her grandkids. She has I think four or five teenage grandkids from her two two children, Tom and Laura. I think what I was tuning into more, I mean, it seems wonderful to include Camilla's family, yeah. but at the same time, I think there was a little bit of back and forth in the press and the headlines, who's leaking, I don't know. But it's basically the idea that we heard about the role of Camilla's grandchildren before we heard about the role of George. Mm-hmm. And I think also in the past, even just the understanding, will George have a role? Because... Charles didn't, I think, like just the age that seems kind of young. So it did seem like there was so much slinging going on. And so much pressure to put on someone as young as George. I feel like the grandkids that on Camilla's side are teenagers. So maybe they kind of want to be a part of it and they're at that age. But she, Camilla specifically, I guess this source said that she specifically didn't want duchesses who historically hold that role. But I'm like, there's not even enough duchesses there. Like you already. You know, one duchess is in the U.S. Like, you can't have duchesses doing it anyway. So we also got this news that her dressmaker is going to be Bruce Oldfield. He's making Camilla's coronation dress. He's obviously made plenty of dresses for her in the past. If you open that link, Rachel, that I Mm -hmm. included. Opening it now. I do think, like, as much as, like, I don't know. I have have problems with Camilla, but I feel like this dress is gorgeous. It's the one she wore for her Vogue photo shoot. It's blue. It has lace blue sleeves. I'm excited to see what he comes up with. He was, Bruce Oldfield was very close to Diana and made a lot of her dresses as well during her royal tenure. So um, we also got this news that Prince Philip will be honored with the music that's at the coronation. They'll be tying in some Greek music to honor Prince Philip's roots, which I thought was really nice. And of course, that no one said yes yet for the concert. I mean, yeah, my nerves I'm taking for them. Sip for that poor <laughs> I mean, how there's not a lot of time. I mean, we learned we are not event planners, and when we did the Earth Shot, just the up to the minute stress, and you're talking booking like a list acts here. I feel nervous for I that guy. So nervous, or girl, whoever's doing it. Lady, there was this woman. One, sorry, not girl. There was this one report that it, they were like, we're booking this band called Take That, but the main person's not going to be there. And I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of that band. Yeah. I'm sorry if that's like a popular musical act and like, and the main person won't be there. That, that doesn't You need some splashy names yeah, and headliners. You really do need Adele level. Yeah, Spice Girls level. I want to see it. Do they have to reach like international now? I think so. If the British acts can't do it. I mean, it does seem like they just, there's so many tours and concerts going on this summer. It's just something that I would think would have been being planned 
since way, way long ago. But I guess it's a rapidly planned coronation, right? It's only about eight months. Yeah, although No, actually like 10 months. But I feel like they've always had the plans in the works, so they must have had a list of who they were going to call immediately. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It seems horrible to think about like as soon as the queen dies, they're like calling up Adele. Not appropriate. Yeah, Um, I know. All right. And then the last bit of news is that Charles Spencer said he's probably not going to the coronation. He was on Times Radio and chatted with the host about whether he would be even involved in it. He said there's a coronet which is like a crown somewhere at Althorpe, which I was like, oh, break that out. Let's see that. But he, this is um, him chatting with the hosts about that. Obviously, I think of Diana every day, but in different contexts. And the whole, actually, the whole royal thing doesn't really, it's not, I don't find it as interesting as a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? I just get on with my life. And um, I look after what I have to look after in the estate, and I have a career and write books, etc. So I, I, I don't really... I, I, people obviously assume that I care a lot about uh, that side of things, but it's just a it's just a side a side but part would of my you, life. Would you like to write? I do feel like if Diana were around, she would be like, "Ooh, yeah." That's but a good I also burn, kind Charles. of loved how I love how grounded that seems. Like yeah. it really kind of reflects highly on him for me hearing that he's just kind of like, "I'm living my life." Like yeah. that was a side part, very diplomatic, but also you know to think that. Like he's moved on. I thought that was interesting. And that he's thinking of Diane every day and her perspective yeah, on all of this, of too. of course. All right, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. I... I'm still shocked, stunned, like that article said about Harry and Meghan, about them being evicted from Frogmore. I can't believe it. What are they going to do about the rent? Yeah, do they get a refund? <laughs> a nice. royal refund, a oh. check in the mail? And all their stuff. Although they showed in the docuseries they were moving a lot of stuff out. So some people are like, the drawers are full, the closets are full. I don't think so. I, I think they've gotten all I out. almost grabbed that as my low as well. I really think that was the supreme low. What's I, yours? I, do have a slightly different one that broke right after we recorded last week, which was the Diana photos, the new yes. ones that are striking and stunning. And you have baby William that are being auctioned off this Saturday, March 4th. I wrote about it for Pure Wow, but I just feel really conflicted about the ethics on this. Yeah. And I keep thinking about what that listener wrote, where the debate just over, it, it, it does matter for the historical record, potentially, but it's also the privacy element and what is kind of right there. And I loved her idea that there should be a responsibility agreement for how those images are used. Anyways, just a low kind of to know so many things are going out into the ether that were under lock. Gosh, speaking of one-hour disposable photos, those are just like a gold mine, though, of Mm. just never-before-seen Diana photos. Okay, my high is that Camilla is throwing a literary festival. I'm, like, book nerding out over this right now because... The Royal Reading Room, I don't know if you saw this, last week was changed into the Queen's Reading Charity. So now it's officially a charity, which is exciting. And they're throwing a literary festival this summer on the grounds of Hampton Court Palace. There's going to be tours, gardens, uh, poetry reading. Judy Dench is going to perform. There's going to be Jane Austen improv. This is this is where I'm excited. I mean, Roberta, does it make you want to move to London for the summer? <laughs> I have to buy tickets. So the tickets go on sale next week, and it's happening this summer, June 11th. Can we extend our I know, just trip to the coordination for a whole, a whole month, I hope. Ugh. 
All right, my high was just this kind of aside. Courtney Cox, you know how much I love Friends and all of those references in Spare that Harry kind of just lived and breathed Friends his whole life. Yes. But she talks about her reaction to being included in the book. Says, mushrooms? What mushrooms? She basically, she acknowledges she hasn't read it, that Harry's a really nice person and he did stay at her place for a couple days, but she was not doling out psychedelics. We repeat, she was not doling out psychedelics. I feel like the fact that she needed to drive that home. like she doesn't know what mushrooms he's talking about? I don't think, I think it's more that she's making it clear she wasn't distributing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's pretty fun. I love Courtney Cox, love Monica. she was not there. Just love everything about that. I love it. All right, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. We would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Send us an email, info at gallerypodcast.com. And until next week, God God save save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.